0: Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to ThanksUSA.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. ThanksUSA.org scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. TalkZone.com TalkZone.com
1: Now
0: Thank you very much, Mr.
2: Uh, introduction Man. I've never met that guy, but I feel like I'm getting closer to him all the time. Welcome, everybody. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Midweek Wednesday. Lots of news and notes. titillating tidbits in the world of sports to get to. we got some late-breaking news regarding Albert MacArthur Pools that we will report to you in a little bit. But right now, we would like to report to you uh, even bigger breaking news, and that is we have Joel. The Big Dog, Red Wansky, joining us, my good co-host for one hour of sports talk and more. Big Dog, how are you, my friend?
1: Uh, Coach, I'm doing absolutely spectacular. And if the news that you're saying is the Cardinals didn't not sign Albert Pujols,
2: I'll be doing much better even. That would be the news. And the uh, Chicago Blackhawks are putting an offer in for next year. They want to shake things up with their team. And apparently they uh, would like to put skates at an Albert Pujols. It
1: uh, doesn't everybody. Yeah, Seriously, hopefully he'll play with skates this year just to get ready for the Blackhawks mm-hmm. next
2: year. Well, that's one of the things we're going to be doing on today's show. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh uh other groups, organizations, or professions that might try to get Albert Pools because we're going to be reading about it ad nauseum for 2012. So other avenues that Albert Pools could get into. For instance, the movies. Maybe he could go uh, Hollywood, and maybe some uh, movie theater will offer him a big contract. But, uh, you know, I don't want to read about the Cubs trying to get Albert Pujols for the next 365 days. So we'll we'll try to lighten it up a little bit, with your permission, of course.
1: Uh, absolutely, Coach. And, and, you know, if you were talking about another team, I would agree with you. But you're talking about our, our, my beloved Chicago Cubs. And if it means we have to talk about it a little bit in order to get them. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear about it, Coach
2: Long. I said this yesterday to Rusty Silber. By the way, uh, Joe, we do want to thank uh, Rustolium, Rusty Silber, sitting in for you as you had a, a mandatory day off yesterday, and Rusty did a tremendous job as per always.
1: I, I, I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, I, I basically Push. i was i was tied up at the time. Really? Yes. Yeah.
2: It actually sounds like a potentially a little bit of fun. You might, you you should have more mandatory days off if that was the case.
1: Well, yeah, it was the day after Valentine's Day. I had a phenomenal Valentine's wow. Valentine's Day dinner and the morning after.
2: Very and, good, coach. And you were still tied up even the morning after, huh? Yes, That's outstanding. Yes. That's outstanding. Well, we asked for uh, you know our Valentine's Day. We were looking for creative ideas from you. Think outside the box ideas. I don't know if you wanted to go quite that far, but apparently you uh, not only talked about it, but you lived you lived the dream, Big Dog.
1: Yeah, I lived vicariously through myself yesterday, coach. <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness. Are you, uh, speaking of that, are you, <laughs> using the Palm Pilot or the handheld today?
1: Uh, coach, I'm very happy to say I'm using the Palm Pilot today. Really? Yes. Uh, very, with a big smile on my face.
2: Going. <laughs> I hope this relationship does not get too serious. I'm going to need to, uh, I may need to step in and cool things off a little bit. I might, uh, a little Gatorade over the head of the big dog. I don't like the way this thing is going. You know the old expression, big dog, make love, not war? Uh-huh. Or you can get married and do both.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. A Thank lot more you. war than love and marriage.
2: Uh, it tends to be the case after the first couple of months. But I'm glad things are going well with you, and I'm glad uh, that you somehow got yourself untied. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: That's
2: good
0: goodness. to know, Coach.
2: Thank you very much. As I was introducing you and opening up the show again on ESPN, I'm looking at uh, the hair in the face of one very strange-looking Mel Kuyper. Today, Big Dog, you'll be happy to know he was breaking down collegiate tight ends. Pardon the expression.
1: <laughs> Not what? the best year for tight ends coming out, to be quite honest, Coach. Luckily, what? the Bears don't need any because they got seven. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is one position we seem to have tremendous depth on. The kid out of Notre Dame who's going out early, he's going to be a good NFL tight end. Was it Rudy? Yeah.
1: Is it Rudolph? Yeah, yeah, but the only problem is he suffered an Achilles injury. I don't know him coming. Him coming out early, I understand because there's not a lot of tight ends. But if I'm an NFL team, I'm a little leery of a kid that just tore his Achilles.
2: Hmm. Just an Achilles, pop it yeah. back into place, he'll be fine. Yeah, well, that's what they're going to have to do, coach. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. But uh, we'll say I don't know, Mel Kiper. You know he's got nothing else to do. April fifteenth, couple of months away. You got to start breaking down the tight ends top 10 i don't know what's harder to try to figure out the top 10 college tight ends or to try to figure out our top 10 highlights from the 2010 year which we got well, stuck we were stuck on what like six
1: yeah we had six highlights
2: yeah yep. david olson uh and the assistive production staff all of our various interns who seem to last about two weeks here and then they get fired or they realize it's a dead-end trail and they go elsewhere tried to put together 10 highlights for last year but uh Sadly, Big Dog got stuck on six. I don't know what that says for you and me.
1: Well, at least we had so many different interns through firings and and uh, people, you know, yes. resignations yes. that we were able to hit. I mean, we, we didn't have to worry about making sure we hit every demographic.
2: No, that was not a problem. No. Nope. Intern, my turn, your turn. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number here. You want to make it your turn? You can do that. Dial it up. Talk some sports with the coach and the big dog. We're with you right up until 11 o'clock. And, uh, big dog, we got some basketball to talk about. We got the Albert Poolholes non-signing, which apparently is official. And, um, we also have a winner in the 135th running of the Westminster Kennel Club at Madison Square Garden. The best of show was announced yesterday. Big dog, I know you're a big fan.
0: That may have been the ugliest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> are you? Did you watch live, or are you just catching the I, highlights? I
1: just saw the highlights. Okay. obviously, and I YouTubed all like the major, the major happenings. Uh-huh. You know, I, I had to make sure I saw a Coach. Yep.
2: So you were not impressed with the uh, Scottish Deerhound? I've never heard of that breed. Well,
1: nor have I, and uh, I was very impressed. It seemed like a very nice dog. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, it was butt ugly. Seriously. <laughs> that type of dog would, like, just getting set up with other dogs. to say, this dog has a nice personality, and the other dog goes, whoop. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Was he strutting?
1: Yeah, he was. He did have a nice gait about him, Coach. Mm-hmm.
2: That's probably what it was. a lot of best to show is the strut.
1: Yeah, he had a swagger.
2: Yeah. You got to have that. A Scottish deer around, his name was Hickory. And he is the winner of the 135th running of the Westminster Kennel Club. I didn't realize it, Big Doe, but apparently Terriers of all variety. Terriers have dominated the competition of late.
1: 45 of the 135 <laughs> winners have been Terriers. Did you realize Look that? Look at
2: those stats. Frigging it right out there as David Olson's promo for the show says, nobody, no other sports to around will talk Westminster Kennel Club like us. Uh, I didn't realize it until I read it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly one-third what I just, I just figured out in my head. Yeah. I was
2: not aware of that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and again, not exactly. There's, there's tons of different type of Terriers, right? There's a West Terrier, there's the English Terrier, there's the Boston Terriers, all kind of Terriers, but the Terrier family has dominated the competition.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, the Pugs have not gotten their due. No. Poodles, which are an extremely overrated dog, have definitely been, uh, there's a bias against Poodles, which I'm all for, coach. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. The poodle, please. That's very, uh, very elitist, very uppity. You just can't get your hands there. I, I, like I said yesterday, I need a dog with a little bit of meat to him. I'm not yeah, a big I'm with
1: f- you, Even though that, that Scottish yard dog, whatever the heck it's called, that thing, uh, had no meat to it whatsoever.
2: No. Very sinewy, I think is the correct term.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. So that look like a supermodel, but blood ugly, coach? Yep. Tall yep. and skinny. Yep.
2: Are you a big fan? Rusty was a fan yesterday of the Shih Tzu. I'm not a big. He was afraid to say it on the air. Then after the show, David Olson uh, told him that uh, we're on the internet, so you know our re- regulations aren't quite as stringent. But uh, even the Shih Tzu, one of those small little dogs that you just can't get your hands around.
1: Yeah, those dogs eat a lot of fiber, Coach.
2: <laughs> they eat a lot of fiber or they need a lot of fiber. Both. Both. <laughs> that can be problematic. That can be problematic, but anyhow, 135th running of the Westminster Kennel Club always a highlight. Two days of the Best in Show, big dog, and it's gonna be a little tough coming back today, realizing it's a whole nother uh, year until the dog show comes up again.
1: Yes, you know what Uh, the the TV people know how to work it, Coach. They make sure that that Westminster Abbey uh, Kennel Club, you know, that those television shows go on after the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. right in the middle of college basketball season, when only the purest are watching college basketball when you know people are yawning about the NBA and oh, when's the All Star Game going to get here? They know when to put that thing. So as many eyes as possible are watching
2: it. Timing was, is everything.
1: They say up to five hundred people were watching that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. It's all about timing, and of course, so we say it every year. But Madison Square Garden is the uh, the, the the home venue, I think, for one hundred and twenty-six out of the hundred and thirty-five runnings of, of this uh, best-of show. And it's a, what a great venue, and it's sold out every year. I don't know it if the fans go, huh?
1: It tells you something, coach.
2: Yeah, what does it tell me?
1: That they're they're marketing this thing properly.
2: There's a lot of dog lovers out there.
1: Wait, yeah, by the way, we did,
2: we did talk about one of your favorite movies yesterday, uh, Best of Show,
1: which which legitimately every year rentals like quadruple. It, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Ninety five percent of all rentings of that movie happen within this week, every year. Mm-hmm. You finally saw it, Coach, right?
2: Yeah, only on your recommendation, and it was outstanding. <laughs> it was outstanding. So the, the Fred so. Willard announcing scene is still one of the classic comedic signs of all time. Was the um, was Sue Sylvester from Glee in Best of Show?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She, as a matter of fact, was, she was, uh, I know you don't like the word, but she was the lesbian lover and trainer for the, real rich woman that had all the fake work done to her okay uh, that that was she is awesome in that movie mm-hmm. i mean that was the first movie I ever saw her in, and phenomenal she's hysterical in that movie, so is her ditzy lover
2: so it's <laughs> the old you know how many times have we seen that in It's the old lesbian lover of the lady with a lot of jewelry scene you know it's yeah, yeah, she's been there done that. for the real her her
1: wife i mean excuse me her girlfriend married some rich old dude and took all his money.
0: Really? And so now well, she, that, like, but, that, but so that, like, that was that was one of the jokes at the end of the movie that they were lovers. They didn't they didn't like reveal that she was just like the trainer and like the, the woman who turned out to be girlfriend was just like an oblivious you know a ditzy rich woman. Okay. Yeah. And then at the and then at the end the cameras catch him kissing. Ah. So it's like oh there you go. The you old
2: know, so, kicker at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oldest trick in the books, Big Dog. Oldest tricks. Well, another event coming up this weekend. By the way, Wednesdays, we typically tend to get a little uh, titillating tidbits and news and notes. We jump all over the board. You want to jump in with us uh, or get us back on track, we always appreciate that. You can do it at 888-463-6748. It's about um, 83 years short of the great tradition of the best-of-show kettle club, Big Dog. But I believe it's the 53rd running of the Daytona. Five hundred this weekend. Surprisingly enough,
1: it's only the fifty third. I think so. Yeah, I thought I thought it was actually a little bit more than that, but because uh, they've been doing that, I thought since the forties. But uh, what the heck? It's definitely the, the the Super Bowl of racing, and I and mm-hmm. I don't miss it. And I think my boy Kevin Harvick finally gets it done this year, Coach. He is the seven to one favorite. Is he He's seven to one? I love that guy, Coach, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's his year, and he dethrones Jimmy Johnson, which is saying a lot. Because Jimmy Johnson, they basically hand him that title every single year. So
2: mm-hmm. Now, you are not mentioning the uh, pole position leader, the popular fan favorite, Dale Jr., last weekend, racing through time and uh, winning your pole position, big dog.
1: That was awesome. Him and uh, Jeff Gordon got the 1 2 slots, which are the most important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, it'd be nice to see Dale have a good year because he's taken a lot of abuse the last couple of years because he's the fan favorite, but really hasn't driven up to the standard that you would expect out of a, somebody like him. But, mm-hmm. Coach, I, I like the guy. He's a class act. He's been through a lot. And the way he's handled his daddy's death, uh, nothing but class. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Dale won, it would be actually great for the sport, but I'm still going to root for my boy Kevin Harvick.
2: And did not Dale Sr. meet his tragic death at a Daytona 500 time trial? Uh, the
0: actual? The it was, trial. It was the, no, it was the actual race. The, actual the last, last lap. Wow. Yes. Uh, Ten years ago. Last lap, last turn
1: and he kind of got clipped from behind and people say he was blocking for his son goes into the wall and as uh as junior said he's like oh daddy got in a wreck that's too bad didn't think anything of it and then 15 minutes later they wow had to tell him that he's dead you know mm-hmm.
2: that i forgot to right. 10 years first of all i can't believe it's been 10 years second of all i forgot it was ac- not only in the actual daytona but the final lap how dramatic Dramatic of the worst kind, of course, to uh, lose one of the great racers of all time. Isn't it weird, Big deal we say it every year that uh, it, you mentioned the Super Bowl, it's one of the great races, but nobody, it's like the, it's the first race. Nobody's ready for it. All of a sudden, boom, the Daytona 500, it would be better like a Memorial Day weekend. I don't know,
1: well, then the Memorial Day weekend, that's that's the Indianapolis 500, Tony. All
2: right, well, move it later. It just seems weird to have a big race kick off the season. Well, yeah, that's
1: just the way they do it. They're doing something, right? Considering that it's one of the most popular sports in the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's how they kick it off. All it's right. their opening day. It's dramatic. It gets people interested, and then, and then, uh, you know, it's everybody follows the sport until baseball starts, and then nobody follows it again until the last couple weekends of the season. So,
2: any chance that you will, uh, you and the little one will uh, take a quick. Squandery down to Daytona Beach, Florida, and catch that race live. A spur of the moment, Big Doe. That's what keeps the relationship alive.
1: There, there is a chance that I've been teaching her the phrase, show me your teeth!
2: <laughs> and uh, hopefully she'll learn it. As a matter of fact, try it
1: right now. Grace, yell it. Show me your teeth!
2: She refuses to do a
0: coach. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. race car expert, David Olson, chiming in. Yes, David? Well, not much of an expert. Uh, no. Just um, play one on the radio.
0: Going back to Dale... Earnhardt and his death, some say that ended the rise of NASCAR. And its popularity yeah. has been stagnant and/or has slipped ever since he died. I would say
1: yeah, that was, yeah, that, that, that's, that's true. No I mean, because you think about it, yes, absolutely. It's,
2: it's 100%. You know, ab- no, it's not absolutely 100%. Uh, Coach. TV so ratings the are down. Attendance
1: are you is to down. The popul- David, you're right. The popularity got real big for about a year after that, and then it, it has not increased whatsoever, Coach. So he's
2: right. I, I find that hard to believe. you got so many names out there popularity-wise. It seems like it's on TV oh, more. Up. You read about it more. you got you know, got a superstar, one of the great sports sorry, Coach, athletes I almost of got all hit time. By a plane. What? I almost got hit by a train, Coach. I'm sorry. Never get hit by a train when we're having an argument about NASCAR, please. We just talked about timing is everything. Where the hell are you? Well, I was crossing the train
1: tracks but not paying attention. Yes. And the next thing I know... It was right on top of me. I'm sorry
2: about that. Let me give you a hint uh, before we continue our NASCAR discussion. Anytime you're crossing train track, pay attention, you idiot! <laughs> He's... I made it, though. How do you how do you cross train tracks and not be paying attention, please? All right, you okay? Yeah,
1: I'm fine, Coach. I'm All fine, right. and, and, uh... So, um... <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to make it. I'm actually worried about somebody else right now. So.
2: All right. Well, all I know is I would disagree with you strongly that when Dale Senior died, that was the uh, the demise or the downturn of NASCAR. Seems to me, anyways, that
0: you could throw all the ratings you want; it's just more popular than ever. But, but no, but it's not. It's not. The, through the last decade, attendance has been on the decline. It, it has attendance been. At, where, at, A, at, actual, actual at actual events. Attendance has been it, it is it been going down. Uh, sponsor revenue has been going down dramatically. So yeah. much so that teams are folding left and right. It just it hit it hit its apex right around that time, and it's been downhill ever since.
1: Absolutely, it's true, coach. It, NASCAR is nowhere near the popularity it was in 2001, 2002, right after his death.
2: All right, my 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 instincts and my common sense say no. You can throw facts at me, but uh sometimes facts just get in the way of a, of a good story. I, I will say I'm excited about the Daytona 500. Big Dog had a dream last night. Another one of my sports dreams. Woke up middle of the night. Looked over at my wife. I couldn't get back to sleep, and she looked just a little bit like number eight ranked race driver Greg Biffle. A lot of all the way up that, he's number eight this year. Yeah, I try, tried to get the chassis started, but uh, things didn't cook too well. We tried to oil it up, but the engine wouldn't start, went back to sleep.
1: It, it, but it does show you how uh, popular that NASCAR is as opposed to, uh, like, the Indy cars. Simple fact that Danica Patrick would rather run in the second-tier league, which mm-hmm. is nationwide, as opposed to run in Indy. Interesting. Yeah, think about that. She's she's running NASCAR this year, but she's going to run the Nationwide Tour. Mm-hmm. She's going to run some races in the regular Sprint Cup, but she's going to stick with uh, the Nationwide,
2: Coach. Okay. You know what sport I have not seen lately, and it's very well connected to auto racing, and I used to love this as a kid. It just occurred to me as you're describing Danica Patrick, whatever happened to good old Demolition Derby? Yeah, the Santa Fe Speedway is still open, isn't it? it, was, it was, was Santa Fe Demolition Derby? Oh, they had
1: both. They had the regular racing, and they had the the demolition derby. Oh, that's good. And yeah. the reason why I know so much about it is because great old number 3J, Al Johnson, uh-huh. was sponsored by my parents. Really? We used to have uh, an auto parts store in the 70s, and uh, we used to go out there and used to win a bunch of races, and it was, uh, my, it was, like, it was my dad's car. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was younger, I loved the racing, and then okay. a bunch of bad stuff happened. And, you know, my dad had a bad taste in his mouth, so... Obviously, I had a bad taste in my mouth, but.
2: Santa Fe Motor Speed. Is that the one with the advertisement? Sunday, 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 up at Santa I, Fe Speedway.
1: I, I think it was like the same company and they had races at different places all uh-huh. over the
2: Now, Dave, over the David Midwest. Olson uh, gave a look that maybe some other people out there are giving the same look. And like, what the heck is Demolition Derby? I was a. I remember when I was a kid, it was pro wrestling and it was Demolition Derby. Two of my. Uh-huh. Things that I like to watch off the sporting venture. Yes, David. No, no, I know what demolition derby oh, okay. is, but
0: I've, you know, I, I, yeah, I think it's a thing of the past. I don't uh, think they really do that. Too bad. Yeah, I, yeah it...
1: I don't think it's been around for a while, and I don't even know if Santa Fe's still open anymore, coach. Yeah,
2: well, maybe uh, with uh, with your permission, Big No, we can start a little uh, momentum here on the two guys in a mic show. Maybe Facebook it, maybe Twitter. It. Let's get demolition derby back. I think the kids of today. Are missing out on much of their youth by not being able to view Demolition Derby.
1: Yeah, you, you definitely are. I mean, it's still out there. I guarantee you can still find some Demolition Derby. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to find it at Santa Fe, it's actually going to be in Santa Fe, Mexico. And I don't mean New Mexico, I meant Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, I mean, this stuff is actually fun. You get yourself like a, yeah. like a 1964 Impala. Yeah. You know, that's the only time a 64 Impala is going to be able to beat like a, like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a, a a 2011, I don't know what's a real fast car nowadays, Coach. I have no idea. Neither do I. Okay, good. That's good, because we're real
2: men. Chicago Auto Show, I think, just wrapped up. So we, the, the two of us <laughs> should
0: be up on what the new and popular cars are. Yes, David? Santa Fe Speedway has been closed since 1995.
1: What? Okay, wow. See, that's what I'm saying. Because back in the 70s, uh, David, I'm not kidding you, our family was there every single Saturday night, every single Saturday night. When it was open, and a lot of the Fridays, too.
2: Well, that explains a lot.
1: So yeah. I, I figured it was closed. It's been so long, but I didn't go there after, like, 1985.
0: Mm-hmm. But so wh- and whatever. One of the reasons they cite them closing it is complaints about pollution and noise from Burr Ridge. <laughs> so, well, seriously. Wait, the complaints are from who? From Burr Ridge.
2: Burr, Burr-, Ridge. Burr- oh, okay. Ridge is a
0: very. I you said F- Bo Ricks for a second. No, no, no Burr Ridge. Okay. Which is a very oh, a affluent suburb.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What a surprise! People from Burr Ridge were complaining. And if it closed in 1995, <laughs> that was right after Frank Thomas signed that big deal. I bet Frank Thomas was the one complaining the most.
0: <laughs> Either that or his wife, because she's the one that ended up with that house anyway. So. <laughs> or as, could be could be his
2: non-union uh, construction workers as well. You know,
0: right. from what I what I understand, David, Frank
1: Thomas gave her a lot more than that house. And I'm not talking about half his salary.
2: Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, big dog. Spreading rumors, among other things, here the two rumors. guys and Mike show. Uh, yes, rumors. Let's keep it at that. Alleged rumors. Oh, alleged. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, whatever. Some guy invented penicillin way back. It's all good. Yeah.
2: Thank you very much. Frank Thomas was in our high school gym last year, by the way, watching his daughter play basketball. I think I mentioned that to you before. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, very nice guy. Didn't go up and talk to him, but he's got a large head very very large head uh yes well,
0: no, no, no i used to ride the elevator with uh, frank thomas during really? the strike year well yeah he had an office in the hancock building and okay. i was working i was working at the loop at the time and we would get to the office at the same time every day so mm-hmm. i would ride the elevator with him every day yeah and i you know i'm not a big guy but i'm not a small guy either but i could wear frank thomas as a suit yep you know what i mean yeah, i could fit inside frank big thomas big man huge yeah he's a big not, dude
2: not necessarily muscle bound he was just
0: Big, big, big
2: bones, big shoulder, big. Yeah, just big. Yeah, he could. Well, he was. I was gonna say he could have been a great football player. He was a great college football player, right, Doug? At Auburn. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. If if he wasn't such a phenomenal baseball player, and where everybody knew he was gonna make it to the major leagues, and he just was a tight end from Auburn, he would have been drafted in the NFL. He mm-hmm. would have been like you know a third or fourth round draft pick, which makes you a really good football player. I mean, it's funny. You see, well, he's only a third rounder. 100 players of the world, so. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, very good. Big Dog, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break here. want to talk a little college basketball. We're also going to play a new game with you. It's called Within 3. I'm going to give you some of tonight's matchups in college basketball, and you're going to get a W or a loss based on the point spread of the games, and you got to see if you can guess the spread correctly within three points, uh, either way, over or under. New game here in the two guys in a mic show, Within 3. Yep, up for playing? I-
1: Yeah, I'm absolutely up for playing, and I have no excuses here, but I really wish we would have played this uh, during football season, and you could have said within one. Well,
2: well, I'll tell you what, uh, if it goes well here, this will be a trial run. We'll try it a little bit, and then we'll gear it up for football season, okay?
1: Okay. Right now, I'm going to let you know I'm I'm in downtown, beautiful Western Springs. I'm about to chill out on a bench uh, with Grace. So it's been a it's been a wonderful beautiful morning, coach.
2: Western Springs a beautiful beautiful place to go. I've been to uh, I've been out to the taste of Western Springs during the summertime.
1: And by the way, the, I'm not with a girl named Grace. I'm just saying I have Grace,
2: coach. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, uh, hang in there, big dog. Hang in there. Don't get hit by any trains. We'll take a quick quick break. Little college hoops talk and – few other things. We'll play our new game when we come back. 888-463-6748. Dial it up. You want to talk some sport? Big Dog and a coach right there for you. Back in about 32 seconds.
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com
2: as we turn the page and head into the uh, final turn the second half whatever term you hello, might hello. want to say back half of the program here Two guys at a mic show, talkzone.com. If you didn't join us in the first half of the show, the highlights were we talked about the Westminster Kennel Club. We talked about the Daytona 500. The big dog almost got killed crossing the train tracks. And I say those highlights probably in the reverse order, big dog.
1: Well, uh, Coach, I got to let you know something. I still got a little get up and go. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, you know, I was a decent football player. I always had a good first step. And I realized I still got it, especially when uh, a 500 ton train is actually running right at me. <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness, I would certainly hope so. My wife tells me I have no more get-up-and-go. You know what she says? It got up and went. She thinks it got up and went. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> eight 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 888 4, 6, 6, 4, 463 Let's talk about yesterday's games, and then I want to preview a little bit of college basketball. Play our within-three game. Uh, first of all, Ohio State knocked off Michigan State yesterday. Big Dug. Buckeyes are back, maybe on top, but at least they're back on track. And I guess... One question is, after this game, everybody talking about, well, don't worry about Michigan State. Come tournament time, Tom is going to have them ready to go. Well, you're starting to question, come tournament time, are, are they going to be in the NCAA or the NIT, Michigan State?
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, the Ohio State fans were chanting NIT oh, last night. Oh, nice. In, in order to to rip Michigan State. It, it was nice. funny, Coaches, at the beginning of this year, you look at the Big Ten and you're like, well, Ohio State's a question mark. How good is Sullinger going to be? they got all the seniors and you and you look at Illinois and Michigan State they got all the talent is it's, and then we all know Wisconsin will be tough so it's a four team race and Illinois and Michigan State even though they're the most two most talented teams in the Big 10 have had disappointing years and you're exactly you're right about Michigan State they're the 04 cubs hey hey you, you don't want them to make the tournament cuz you don't know what happens <laughs> when they get in the tournament i don't know if they're going to make it they're 14 and 11 mm-hmm. coach believe it or not they, they have three real big wins this year over good teams but you know, if you're 14 and 11, even though they might be one of the top 65 te- or 68 teams now, because 68 get in, right, brother? Is
2: that how they're doing it this year? This year, 68.
1: Yeah, okay. So I, I would have to say Michigan State is one of the top 68 teams talent-wise, but you got to win games. you got to win games. And then that's a reminder to Illinois, too, that I don't care how good you are, you got to prove it out in the basketball court. The
2: Big Ten tournament will be uh, possibly the proving tale for Michigan State uh also yesterday uh Seaton that's not Seaton all no, st john's st john's defeated marquette they continue to be one of the surprise teams kid named dwight hardy who had a huge game in their big upset win last week scored 28 more points i start to i need to start watching who in or what is dwight hardy but st john's big dog making some noise out in the big east
1: yeah dwight hardy is, is a shooter coach That guy's definitely a scorer. He had had a couple real big shots last week, and I I didn't see the highlights of him last night, but the the kick and flat-out shoot. And it's good for college basketball. Like we said again, St. John's is good. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they they, they can continue to be good. And, man, that Big East, awfully tough.
2: By the way, our good friend, uh, ex-Radio producer, the Swamp Red, Kevin Oran, is going to be reporting live for our show as he heads out to the Big East tournament and. Big dog, Madison Square Garden. The uh, the amount of quality teams. Can you imagine what a great tournament that's going to be? The Big East tournament coming you know, up in a couple of weeks.
1: you know what, coach? I I wish I could be there. What a phenomenal weekend that would be. I wish I had the money to go out there because mm-hmm. yeah, stay in Manhattan and basically for 12 hours a day you watch. The uh, college basketball at its highest level, and then like for four or five hours after that, you're eating at Carnegie Deli and you know checking out beautiful downtown New York, which is I don't care what anybody says is one of the most phenomenal places on the planet, and Mm -hmm. the people aren't rude there. Matter of fact, I just want to say this to anybody: if you have said the word New Yorkers are rude, it's because you're a jerk. Every time I've been to New York, everybody's been completely nice to me, and I've had a blast. Just wanted to throw that out there, Coach.
2: All right. I, I only spent about two and a half days in New York, so I'll take your word for it. But I am jealous of the Swamp Rite. He's got the, the hotel right in the heart of the city. They can walk over to Madison Square Garden like you described, watch all the games, catch all the excitement, walk back to the hotel. you got the Carnegie Deli about, what, about nine, ten blocks away. I think it's a it's yeah. a decent walk away, but... After eating one of those sandwiches at the Carnegie Deli, you need to walk about 18 blocks to walk it off, huh? Yeah,
1: you, you, you need to take the long way home. And don't do it too fast because you will have <laughs> – it's, it's the fine line, Coach. You need to walk or else you'll have a coronary. Yep. And you need, can't walk too fast or else you'll have a coronary. It's yeah. that fine line you got. But it's, it's <laughs> worth the risk. the sandwich is worth it.
2: I have never been there, but I've talked to people, and I guess the sandwich is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, like well, I'm not kidding you. Six years ago, it was a $21 sandwich. I I'll never forget it that my brother's like, "You want to bring some cash, Joe, when you go there so I ordered the sandwich, I ordered pastrami <laughs> yeah. on rye, make sure that's us fried up- woman says twenty one dollars and I'm a flatter <laughs> and I sat down and I went back and I was like, "Do you have a couple extra garbage bags for me to put all the yeah. meat
2: in? Yeah, it sounds expensive for lunch, but if you if you' take it home, it serves as dinner, breakfast the next morning and lunch as well. So if you divide and you, it, you pa-
1: package the rest and you send it to Ethiopia, and they call you a hero." <laughs>
2: Oh, that's outstanding. By the way, is it corned beef or corned beef?
1: It, it, well, it all depends, Coach. It, it all depends how <laughs> randy I am.
2: Yesterday we had a – you missed a great show yesterday. We had a heated discussion, which David Olson had to step in and solve it, but uh, we were deciding on Valentine's Day at the Flowers, do they come in a vase or a vase?
1: It all depends on how uppity your girl is. <laughs> you you got to play that one. You know, coach, I don't want to sit here on the fence, but you the, you, you got to be able to play the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If the girl's got a, a an earring in her nose, it's a vase. You know, if she's got uh you know, if she has like if she's got her boobs done, it's a vase, you know?
0: <laughs> yes, David. I, I still say if it costs more than $50, it's a vase. There you go.
1: Okay, that that, I, that makes it. I I, I that's the, my same thinking. If you really look <laughs> deeper into what I'm saying, guys.
0: Me and,
2: Rusty, agree, me and Rusty went back and forth on this, and David just made that one comment. He cut through all of it, and that, that that's pretty much said it all. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. And if
1: you didn't get another gift, it's a vase.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's nice if there's actually flowers in the vase, too. Yeah, that would help. Missouri knocked off Texas Tech yesterday. Uh They're having a heck of a season in the Big 12. They'll be tournament-bound, 40 minutes of hell, coached by Steven Anderson. Good ball club there. My question to you, though, Texas Tech, the loser, A, are they still coached by Bobby Knight's son Patrick? And B, is this his final year if he doesn't turn it around?
1: I'm pretty sure they're still coached by Patrick Knight, Coach. I'm pretty sure they are. What about I, B? I'm not 100% positive about that. What about B. Oh. Point point
2: B was, if they don't turn it around, is this Patrick Knight's final year? Uh,
1: You know what? I'm going to say yes, because I'm not even sure if he's there anymore. So I'm going to have to say yes, he's gone.
2: I think he is. Pretty sure. I don't know what kind of success they've had, but I know this year they're uh, struggling a little bit. All right. And uh, finally, I do want to mention a game tonight. Locally, Big Dog, the Chicago area basketball, the uh, Illinois basketball, is down. Uh, It it gets a little depressing each and every day. Eastern Illinois gets beat. Western Illinois gets beat. Bradley gets beat. Chicago State gets beat. DePaul gets beat. Loyola gets beat. Not a good year, but it is UIC taking on Loyola today. I believe the game is at UIC Pavilion, but two local teams. It's still kind of cool to see a couple city colleges battle each other.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? I used to go to the Loyola UIC game every single time was at the Pavilion because it was right by my old house. Well, like I mean, pretty close to Canaryville, you know, 10 minutes away. So uh, yeah, I missed those games, and the the intensity is incredible yep. for those games. It, it's kind of cool because I've gone to the pavilion like when UIC was playing Butler, and basically the sad thing is, coaches is the whole crowd would be for Butler, you know. So, but like going to a UIC game when the, when the people are actually into it and it's fired up, the pavilion's a lot of fun. Yep. When um, when the place is rocking and people are having a good time.
2: Not always the easiest place to get to, but it's uh, it's actually an excellent. Excellent basketball venue. I completely, it's really
1: easy to get to. Just get right off. And, uh, well,
2: it is easy to get to if there's no traffic. I see
1: what you're saying. Coming I... from the
2: suburban. You're right, because it's not way off the highway. But the problem is, unless they play uh, on early mornings on Saturday, there's typically traffic headed down there. But that's a story for another time. Um here I'll play Ed McMahon for you, Big Dog, and say that in this game you could throw out the records.
1: Okay. And and I'm going to have to agree with you, Coach. I know that's cliche, but there have been many, many years where Loyola was really good and USC was bad and they won and then flip-flop it. So it's a big game. Big
2: Mm -hmm. game. All right. uh, Here we are. Within three. Give you a W or a loss. If you're within three points over and under, that counts as a tie. Let's see how much Big Dog gets some of the point spreads here and some of the odds. And I know I hope this does not. Trigger the gambling gene that I know have you have in you, Big Dog, because I know you can run into trouble with gambling.
1: No, 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 Coach. I, I, you know, I won and won and won all a bunch of years in a row, kept winning, and then one year I gave it all back plus from I mean, It was just absolutely amazing. So right. no, it's not going to trigger any. I learned my lesson. I, I thought I would never gamble for real again, and I have not.
2: Okay. Well, I, I, again, I hope this show is not a trigger. Of some latent gene. Me and David Olson and Frank Faulty Wires, our assistant engineer, in our pre-production meeting, we wanted to play the game. That was one of my concerns. But you sound pretty confident that you're uh, you've been there, and done that, and you're over it.
1: Yeah, I, I was doing the whole big dog versus the spread. I was gambling with other people's money. Yeah. So this is this. Is, and and the best way for me to tell you people is uh, if I'm way off on a game bet on the way that I was off. That's usually the best way to do it, coach. Okay.
2: Back in the day, David, uh, to show you how bad Joel's luck was. He actually joined Gamblers Anonymous, and when he joined, they told him they gave him two-to-one odds against him getting out of there. Tough. Very tough. All right, you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready, Coach.
2: (laughs) Uh, Michigan at Illinois hits you you in the homestead first.
1: Oh, that should be easy. Uh, Illinois will be a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, Coach.
2: By the way, if it makes you feel any better, I would agree with you. Nine. Nine Nine-and-a-half points. I'm shocked.
1: So my point to the people out there is this. So I was off by a point and a half from actually winning. Take Michigan plus the nine.
2: Wow. I, you know, I know it's at home in Illinois. Maybe it's Illinois has to win, but Michigan playing very well. That's pretty rich. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Was- I, I totally agree with you, Coach. Wisconsin,
2: take, take- the Badger at Purdue.
1: Um, Purdue will be a three-point favorite.
2: Very nicely done. Four-point favorite. Okay. We'll give you a win on that one. You're one-on-one one right now. How about Loyola at UIC? Uh,
1: UIC is atrocious, Coach. Their only win all season of any significance is against a fighting Illini. It's still irking me a little bit. Um, but I, I'm going to have to put UIC as a one-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: Why? Because it's at UIC? Yes. Okay. It's Liola. It is Loyola by a point and a half, so that would be a three-point differential. That's a tie. The Ramblers, Ramblers on the road, a point and a half favorite. Illinois State takes on Creighton. As you know, Creighton lost their fine coach Dana Altman. He's now up in Washington. Uh They're struggling to regain the greatness of Creighton Blue Jean days, but are Blue Jay days. But they're still pretty darn good ball club. It's yeah, uh,
1: definitely, definitely a real good ball club. Illinois State has been up and down the the last couple of years, but. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to have to put Creighton as a three-point favorite coach.
2: Creighton by nine and a half. Wow. Big Dog is now one and two. I have not seen Illinois State play at all this year. so Apparently not. All right, how about South Florida at Pitt? Pitt is still missing their star, Ashton Gibbs, but like the Bulls, without Joakim Noah, all they do is keep winning without their star.
1: uh, South Florida, really, really good ball club this year, but Pittsburgh at home is tough. I'm going to say Pittsburgh, a 15
2: Point favorite. Nicely done. I thought you were going to underestimate. Seventeen points is it? You're within three. You're now two, two and one. Nicely done, Duke. The Dukies traveled to Virginia. Virginia Cavalier basketball. Great tradition, but very quiet of late. Big Ducks. Shh, don't tell anybody. Duke yes.
1: At Louis Farrakhan's son is playing on that team. Really? Yes. Interesting.
2: Yes. Sir. What's his, what's his name? Earl.
1: Yeah, exactly, Earl Farrakhan. Whatever you do, I mean, legitimately, that's very hard to score against Virginia because there's nine Nation of Islam bodyguards (laughs) on the court.
2: Oh, goodness. All right, take a shot at Duke at Virginia. Uh,
1: I'm going to have to say Duke is a four-point favorite.
2: I'm going to have to say put a one in front of that. They're 14-and-a-half-point favorites. What? Apparently Virginia's been worse this year, and I thought two and three. We got some problems. Here's a good game: Louisville, Louisville, Louisville at Cincinnati.
1: Louisville at Cincinnati. That is a heck of a game. They they're very close to each other. Uh, What you call the so Louisville at Cincinnati? I'm going to have to say Louisville is a two point favorite.
2: Cincinnati, three point favorite. Man, Three
1: I'm I haven't been watching college basketball this year, Coach, unless it's the Big Ten.
2: All right, last one I for was you. I'm good on the
1: Big Ten ones, but not these.
2: Last one for you here, and that will be uh, South Carolina, the Gamecocks, taking on Tennessee. It's at Tennessee.
1: Um, Tennessee will be a nine-point favorite. South Carolina at 12-and-a-half. Oh, he I'm misses a by a half
2: point. point. You flunked the test. We threw it at him for the first time. Through, not too good, but you can always live for another day. Big look at the bright side. You have not set the bar too high in your first performance. No, I did not. I'm really
1: disappointed in myself. Honestly, college football. I don't think I would have got one wrong. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Coach, I wouldn't have got one wrong on college football. But yep. that's, you know, I guess that's just me talking out my collective behind.
2: All right, not a problem. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. New game debuting. Here in the two guys in a mic show, maybe next time, Big Dough, we can have a listener compete against you in our new game within three.
1: Well, that would be – I don't know if we really want to do that because all I have to do is let go get the Sun Times and they would be able to look That's at true. the actual point spread.
2: That is true. We'd actually have to have the listener in studio. So you could actually just have the listener guess
1: my over-under and what my record will be because I'm not going <laughs> to cheat. I'm not going to You know what I'm saying? That would right. be much better because I guarantee you we get umpire Don out here and he's, yeah. he's going to have everyone exactly right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, one thing we can uh, attest to from today's game, you clearly did not cheat.
1: No, I did I, not. So
2: I think we can determine that. If it makes you feel any better, Big Dill, while the game was going on, I'm looking up at the screen and your beloved Chicago Cubs on the on an uh, elevated pitching mound. I saw Todd Wellenmeyer, Brandon Cooper, and John Grable all thrown. I don't know if that warms the cockles of your cubby heart, but how's that for a threesome on the, uh, the elevated mound? Todd Wellenmeyer john Graybo and brandon looper let the season, let the games begin
1: well i'd like to use a reference from earlier in the show uh, at least i won't need fiber today
2: <laughs> suddenly you're feeling like the shih tzu huh
1: yeah i feel pretty regular all of a sudden
2: <laughs> oh goodness we had we said some emailers coming in most got some humor out of it a couple of people were very angry at you when what was it Monday show When you absolutely fired on the Chicago Cubs and pretty much wrote off the entire season, and it was like 45 minutes into their very first practice of the year. I thought that was a little rude.
1: Are these people Cub fans? Just wondering. And I I appreciate, I I love all you Cub fans. I I just, I got to speak the truth. I really do. And, you know, um, uh, supposedly Chet, Matt Benson, and I are going to start filming some stuff here uh, next week. I don't know if it's it's official yet, but Uh again, I will be. Uh, taking the side of the Chicago Cubs, and I promise you people that you're going to have, I'll be totally fake, and I'll say everything that Cubs fans want to hear, at least Cubs fans that don't care about the truth, okay, but when I'm on this show, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel, okay? And I am extremely disappointed with the makeup of this club. They are gutless, they are dumb, and they are overpaid, okay? And I've been begging this team to get rid of all these overpaid bums and go with the young guys that I can actually watch but instead i I am so disgusted with this franchise and the direction they have taken, and I can only hope that and I'm not like I'm not saying Albert Pujols is the savior, but I would not mind coach Albert Poolholst and a bunch of nobodies, and they would be much better off seriously if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna overpay somebody, overpay somebody that's going to drive in hundred and twenty five runs a year, please
2: stop beating around the bush and tell us what you really feel, huh.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you oh. go, coach. If if you're a Cub fan and, and are really upset about the stuff I said on Monday, please don't get mad at me. Because really, look at this team. And does it have any chance of contending in the National League? Carlos, I mean, legit, you're going to need a, a career year from everybody that they've had. Yeah. Okay. The only problem is most of those guys get hurt too often and they don't hustle enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then again, I mean, whatever. If you're making sixteen million a year, it's only a hundred thousand dollars a game. Why would you need to hustle?
2: It's definitely an odd combination of players. Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully it'll work out. You know, I guess when you say you have a mixture of youth and veterans, that can uh, work both ways. Uh, you know, the, uh, and it seems like most people are in the glass half empty when it comes to the Cubs mixture. But just their infield alone, it's a weird. It's like a like a sophomore level chemistry ex- uh, experiment gone bad. Carlos Pena, Blake DeWitt,
1: Starlin Castro. I love the kid. Well,
2: I know, but but just Carlos Pena, Blake DeWitt, Starlin Castro, and Aramis Ramirez.
1: Aramis Ramirez is Spanish for groin (laughs) pole.
2: However, if I could present the glass half full, when healthy, when healthy, he's one of the best pure hitters in the game. At least he used to be. Um,
1: He's. You know what I like about Aramis Ramirez is he of the few Cubs over the last ten years, he's the only one that understood situational hitting. Yes. If there was a runner at second and two outs and he had two strikes on him, he shortened a swing up, made a little contact, you know, and I don't know how many times I heard people say, dude, he's totally looking look at a blue fit that went in. He does that all the time. He do it once a week. And there's something to be said for, hey, let's you know, it took to the the situation. Because that's how you win ball games. But mm-hmm. there was too many times he's he's fluffed off and jogged on the first base and Really half asked it. Let's let's just be honest with his hustle. I, I can't. I don't understand that, coach, whatsoever. I, I don't understand making one hundred thousand dollars a game and not sprinting on all four year at bats to first base. I don't get it. And you know, over the course of a year, think you know, over the course of a year, one play could be the difference of whether you make the playoffs or not. And making the playoffs is, is the only way that you can actually end the curse of winning the World Series, coach. <clears throat>
0: You guys want a you guys want a note of good Cubs news? Yeah, please, David. Uh, they've named Ron Santo's replacement. Oh, oh really? Ooh. Oh
1: no,
2: don't tell us.
0: Okay, don't uh, tell I'm, us. I'm
1: going to guess. I'm to I'm going
0: to go with what I want, and I'm guessing Keith Moreland.
2: Is it a surprise? A little bit of a surprise or, no. or expected?
0: No, no. Expected. no he, was, he was one of the candidates. Keith Moreland. There you go, gentlemen. Good.
1: Yeah, I go. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, and and that's great, great hire. And and no knock on Dave Otto, I'd be no. more than happy to have Dave Otto come over for dinner. But uh, yep. Keith Moreland was the guy I wanted yep. for so many reasons. He's yep. funny, he's smart, and he's willing to do exactly what I'm doing right now, telling the exact truth of how he feels about the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. Dave Otto's too much of a company yep. man, yep. drawing the line. So, yep. so Yeah, that's you're great right. Hire. Dave,
2: Dave Otto was good. Keith Moreland, I think, will give you the not the same, but he'll give you the entertainment value that Ronnie Santo gave you, but what he'll also in addition to that he'll actually tell you what's going on in the game.
1: Yeah, and, which Ronnie had a little uh, bit of trouble with, and and he'll he'll be rooting for the Cubs and at the same time expecting the Cubs to play at a certain level. Mm-hmm. You know, people accuse me of not being a homer because I've been very hard on the Cubs the last two years. It's because I love that team so much. You know what I mean? If if I was raising a raising a kid, I I wouldn't let him get away with murder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I would actually say, hey, you shouldn't do that. So
2: I heard there was a rift, not a rift, but a disagreement. WGN, the flagship station, and the ownership between Otto and between the slightly more controversial Keith Moreland, So my question to you, big dog is if that's true, and it was only a rumor, WGN, the TV radio station company, Cubs ownership, who wanted Dave Otto? Who do you, and who do you think wanted Keith Moreland?
1: I think I explained it perfectly with what I just said, coach. So, uh, hopefully, I, I, I you understand my point. So, what do you think I meant? So, what do you, I, think my so you, be? you
2: think the Cubs wanted the company man?
1: Yes, exactly. So, Tom Ricketts,
2: think, won, okay, and WGN, one of the more controversial. Well, Interesting. Not, not exactly controversial. Just somebody that is going to tell the truth. Okay.
1: You know what I mean? I I I'd hate to I I'd hate to think this way, but you know what? I, even to be honest with you, if I'm owning the team and don't have any part of the actual broadcast rights, I probably would want Dave Votto because I don't want the, the glaring weaknesses and the Inefficiencies of my team getting pointed out, mm-hmm. but if I'm running the the actual broadcast, I'm, I'm being honest with you, Coach. I ain't gonna lie. If I owned the Cubs, I I, I would have picked Dave Otto. Yeah, make sure Otto gets picked because he's not gonna say anything that makes our organization look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and if then if I'm running the broadcast booth, I'm like, get Moreland. People are gonna want to hear mm-hmm. what he says. Hopefully, we're gonna be interested that he says, "Hey, this guy isn't hustling."
2: Let's hope that part of the deal was uh, you know they didn't bring Keith. In and uh, give him the old lobotomy uh, trick, if you will, and, you know, say, hey Keith, you're our guy, but here's some of the, you know, restrictions that you're going to have, and if you can't follow that, we're going to find someone else. Let's hope that they did not do that, Big Doug, because that would take some of the charm away from uh, the good old country boy, Mr. Keith Moreland.
1: I guarantee, Coach, if they did that, it will work, and Keith Moreland will follow exactly what they said up until about Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Aramis Ramirez doesn't hustle the second base to break up a double play, uh-huh. and then all hell's going to break loose, and by that point, Cub fans will love Keith Moreland and there will be no turning back. So don't worry about any of that, coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh-huh. okay. The, eventually, I don't know. I don't know how long the contract is. is, is are those terms uh, have they been announced, David, or is it just like oh he's the he's the new voice? Have they given out how I many years?
2: Believe they're got- waiting for Albert Pools to sign before announcing.
1: So they might need that extra money, right? Yes. Yeah, they'll know we'll do it for free, and if they can yep. save a hundred grand, i Keith Moreland, you know, and, and throw that money at, at Albert Pujols. I'm sure that's what they're Aye, doing. If I was t- an office person, I'd, I'd hate to be that because if they, if they get Albert Pujols, they won't even have scouts anymore. <laughs> they're like, hey, we're just we're winning the World Series.
2: Yeah, so. people people come in the stadium. There's no ushers taking tickets anymore. You know, you got <laughs> one vendor great. walking around. The- hey, we signed Pujols. What the hell you want? Lemon ice? Come <laughs> on, give me a break. <laughs> that- By the way, I, you know what auto spelled backwards is? I don't know, Coach.
0: <laughs> yes, David. No terms on the deal, but uh, Moreland's going to have a press conference a little bit later this morning. Nice.
1: Heck yes. Yeah, Donk. Great hire, Coach. That was the guy I wanted. To, right now, you asked me about a week. Yep. You wouldn't even uh, You wouldn't even let me get over Ron Santo passing away, which I, I don't think I ever will, to be honest with you. I love that, man. That, that was the guy I wanted originally. I
2: don't even mm-hmm. think they were talking about him then, mm-hmm. were they? What if? So, this
0: is a huge, huge what if. I was thinking about this yesterday. Yesterday. He he was one of the first names out of the box. I don't think so. Yeah, he was. was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I really don't pay any attention to that stuff. He was was in the conversation. I mean, I heard, you know, it was more Dave Otto, it was more Mark Grace. No, 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 no. it was Mark Grace and Rick Sutcliffe were the first two names. Rick Sutcliffe, Steve Stone. And and, yeah, but, uh, Moreland was on the second tier with Dave Otto. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: big guy, again, this is way out there, but, If the Cubs win the World Series this year, there would be part joy for Ron Santo, and then it would be part like, aren't you pissed off that they finally win it and they couldn't have done it during all – I mean, Santo finally passes away and then they finally win it. Would there be a little little bit of that sentiment? Yeah,
1: a 100 percent, Coach. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more because – and I mean this. When, when the Cubs eventually do win the World Series, the first person I'm going to think of is my pops, and the second person I'm going to think of is, uh, Ron Santo. Mm-hmm. So it was too bad he, he wasn't around. And it's funny you say that, because I know this isn't anywhere near the level of, of winning the World Series, but 1997, Harry Carey's last year with the Chicago Cubs, he was just hailing how good Sammy Sosa was. And at that, I, I still love Harry Carey, but he used to drive me crazy. I'm like, Harry, have you lost it? This guy is horrible. Okay, he's not a good person. He strikes out too much. He never hits in the clutch. You know, and then all of a sudden, 1998 happened. And all the years that Harry Carey backed Sammy Sosa and loved him, because Sammy Sosa, effort was never an issue with him. It was only intelligence. He just did so many dumb things on the field that all of a sudden, he put it all together, Coach, and he wasn't swinging at pitches over his head and in the dirt. And he was actually letting pitchers get out in front of him. And and all of a sudden, we all know what happened. He, He turned into... The most lethal RBI man that the, this sport has ever seen, except for Lou Gehrig, over any period for five years, no one ever drove in more runs than than Sammy Sosa did. Okay, so I mean the, the guy was, and it was always sad to me. You know, like, cause I was like, because I remember always kind of being a little mad at Harry for supporting him so much, and then I was, he was the only one coach. Everybody else bashed him. All of a sudden, Sammy Sosa turned into one of the greatest sluggers in the history of the game. And I know it was pharmaceutically induced and all that. I don't want to get into it. But we didn't know it at the time. And Harry was never able to at least, you know, be able to say, Hey, I told you so. So Mm -hmm. it's nowhere near that level. Okay. But it it would be sad uh, if they win this year and Ronnie didn't get to see it. All
2: right. And by the way, in honor of Ronnie Santo and for my own uh, prurient purposes, big dog, as I tried to um, get the Ron Santo depression out of me, could you give me a quick uh, Todd Wellemeyer's coming to the game? Ronnie, tell us a little bit about the new cup pitcher. Todd Uh
1: We know him well, Patrick. He uh, was a former Cub. Uh, uh, he likes to work quickly, uh, likes to get ahead in the count, and, account, and uh, likes to keep the ball down on the zone. Patrick. <laughs> He's got a, a fastball and some off-speed pitches.
2: Thank you, Ronnie. It's the same thing you said about the last eight pitchers.
1: I did say he was a former Cub,
2: Patrick. (laughs) 888-463-6748, folks. Our phone number here. Two guys at a mic. Cruising along here, kind of covering a variety of uh, sports topics. Big Dog and a coach at your service, back at you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, By the way, did you see the goal scored by Wayne Rooney from Manchester United?
1: Oh, my goodness. from two days ago. Wow. Coach, I'm, a, I'm one of those football players that respects soccer, and, I, and I've always noticed that when men rip on soccer, it's because they could not play the game of football. Mm-hmm. Honestly, legitimately, well, soccer, soccer Oh, you, You'll find out in their past that they couldn't play the game of football, mm-hmm. American football. Coach, I, I will say this. I, there's not a lot of soccer highlights. There's not that much. But when you do get a soccer highlight, it's as good as any type of highlight in the world of sports. That goal was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Top 100 plays in my entire life. That bicycle kick and putting it in the top right 90. Oh my goodness, Coach! Phenomenal.
2: <laughs> I would agree with everything you said. It was most of the fans have seen it. Now, If you haven't, just YouTube Wayne Rooney kick, and I'm sure it's going to show <laughs> yeah, up.
1: But it's got it's got to have a million hits already. Yeah, it, it was a them. great
2: a great centering kick from the right wing. Some guy put tremendous spin on the ball, and it spins yeah, away from the hook to him. Yeah. Huh? A banana hook to Yeah, Rudy. banana hook. That's a good way to describe it. Rooney does a kind of a, would you call it a 45-degree angle bicycle kick? And and he did it while sprinting at full speed to yes. get to the point where the ball was. Yep. And he flipped. He just threw his body and
1: flipped, it. it made perfect contact. And the goalie had no chance, Coach.
2: Not something you much. practice, not something you think about. That's just phenomenal athletic instinct. It comes from years and years and years of practicing and playing. And then the shot. The shot fired from the left side, upper right corner of the goal. Like you said, Big Dog, one of the finest sports plays we've ever, ever seen. It was outstanding.
1: It was phenomenal. As a matter of fact, that finally beat out Nick Collins' interception return for a touchdown on SportsCenter because they do that beautiful best of the best and see how long like the number Mm -hmm. one play will last. I hope it did, but I don't think it did with America's uh, infatuation with American football, which I'm not complaining about. It's my favorite sport, human beings running into each other at full speed. Okay. But I, I really think that's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my life.
2: Uh, we got to wrap it up. By the way, I just saw the uh, we started the show with the best of show in the um, Westminster Club. I just saw uh, Hickory, the Scottish bloodhound or whatever the hell he is. I don't think he's that attractive, but um, his owner? Yeah. She could go with my best of show. Awfully good. Yeah, I've noticed that women who bring their dogs to the
1: best in show, they're all—they're normally a little prim and proper. Mm-hmm. A little freaky-deaky.
2: I don't know about proper, but she was definitely prim. All right, big dog, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Great job today, okay?
1: Talk to you tomorrow, Coach.
2: Be safe. Don't get hit by any trains out there. David Olson, our producer, outstanding job. Two guys at a mic. Talkzone.com signing off. Thank you so much for listening and have an outstanding day, everybody.